to rallyguides.com radio broadcast all about the world of rallying i'm the show's host Derek dauncey today's date is tuesday the 6th of march and this is episode number 10 <laughs> on today's episode we'll bring you a roundup from the acropolis rally that happened last weekend STPR rally from the United States and also some general information and news from around the world. The Acropolis rally will be the last one before the summer break for the World Cup and a lot of the crews will be trying to get in a good position for going into that break. This year's event moved back to Athens and it looked like being a quite a tough event this year. It will catch a few of the crews out I'm certain. And with temperatures due to hit 35 degrees there will be no respite for the cars or the crews. Thursday night sees a super special stage in the Olympic Stadium with 45,000 spectators watching Loeb take a stage win there. Loeb's time was 2 minutes 21.4, Grunholm plus 2 seconds to him and Hervenen plus 2.8. It was Friday morning everybody was waiting for to see how the rally started for proper. Cloudy conditions greeted the crews but the temperatures were quite high. Ford had worked feverishly in between a break between Sardinia and Greece to try and strengthen the underside of the car after Marcus's retirement in Sardinia. And Ford's effort had really paid off. On the 7 mile special stage number 2, Grunholm clocked a time of 7 minutes 03.3. Petter Solberg was second quickest, 0.8 of a second slower, but Loeb was 6.4 seconds slower than Grunholm on that first ta- stage. So into stage number 3, and the only real problem on this stage hit Suru's number 2 driver Chris Atkinson. He suffers from rear differential failure and loses over a minute. But Marcus has again set the pace there, this time 6.1 seconds quicker than Petter. Loeb managed his third quickest, but he's dropped 8 seconds to Grunholm on that one particular stage. Another solid drive coming from Mikko Herven, and he fit, he was fourth quickest on that stage, but a surprise there was Francois Duval in a Skoda. He managed fifth fastest in front of Tony Gardemeister, who's come out in a new Citroen. It's been 8 months since Tony's driven a car on gravel, and he's 23 seconds slower than Marcus, but I'm sure his times will improve during the event. Stage number 4 was the last one before the midday break, and 14.7 miles greeted the crews. The Athenia stage again sees Grunholm setting the time, 1.8 seconds quicker than Petter. Duval moved up into third place on that particular stage. He was 7 seconds slower than Marcus. Loeb only managed fourth quickest. He was 9.4 seconds slower than Marcus Grunholm there. Yusuf Valimaki in a World Rally car, Mitsubishi, was fifth quickest. Henny Solberg, sixth. Mikko Hervenen, seventh. Tony Gardemeister was losing time on that particular stage. He was suffering from the Zara sliding about too much on the surface. And Kalimaki had brake and power steering problems in the Ford Focus. <laughs> the afternoon has brought the first showing of the BF Goodrich's latest tyre, the H2, with a completely new tread pattern and improved construction. The tyre is designed for very hard surfaces where the top layer of gravel has been swept away. Marcus Grunholm has bolted these new tyres on, but Sebastian Lowe put them on to start off with, but switched back to the older version for these next three stages. Petter Solberg is going to try a new construction of the XR tyre for these three stages. This afternoon's three stages are exact repeats of this morning's, and it's Loeb's tyre that doesn't seem to be losing that much time this afternoon. He was only 
six of a second behind Peter Solberg, who was second quickest on the stage. Marcus Grunhammer third of 1.5 seconds in front of him. Marcus's lead after stage five was 15.4 seconds from Petter, and Loeb was 23.9 seconds behind Marcus. Hervnum was fourth overall, Duval fifth, Tony Gardermeister was in sixth position, Henny Solberg seventh, the Citroen of Xavier Pons was in eighth, followed by Manfred Stoll, and Daniel Sordo wrapped up the top, top ten. He was suffering from uh, suspension problems this morning, and, and the Citroen service crew changed his dampers before this afternoon's three stages. Kalimaki, the Ford Focus driver, had a puncher on the left-hand front side of that on that particular stage, and that dropped him overall then out of the top ten into twelfth position. Stage number six sees a repeat again. Grunholm cleaning up the. He's two point one seconds quicker than Petter. Petter's carrying two spare tyres there, and he's complaining that that extra thirty kilograms is making the car's handling not so good. Sebastian Loeb was six point seven slower than Marcus. He's now over thirty seconds slower overall on the timesheets. Manfred Stoll was fourth, and Henny Solberg fifth. Looking at the PWRC runners, Gabriello Pozzo is quicker than NASA. He's taken three seconds off him on that stage and has an overall lead. Magato is third quickest there, but Polish driver Kulig has actually rolled this morning and he's already out of the rally. Last stage of leg one, and Marcus wraps that one up as well. All six stages going to him in his first leg, and he's really dominated today's proceedings. BF Goodrich should be happy with this afternoon. The new H2 tyre seem to have worked quite well. Not a big difference, but maybe tomorrow we'll see the tyre come into its own. So at the end of leg one, Marcus Grunham's in first position. He's 26.3 seconds quicker than Petter Solberg. Sebastian Loeb's third, 35.5 seconds down on Marcus. Mikko Hervnen, a good solid drive from him again. No real problems apart from a puncher on stage number six for him. He's one, one minute 15 down. Surprise of the leg really, Francois Duval in the Skoda. He's fifth overall, just in front of Manfred Stoll. Manfred's teammate Henning Solberg's seventh overall. Tony Garda make, making his return, he's in eighth. Daniel Sordo, ninth. And Yusi Valamaki in the Mitsubishi rounds off the top ten. In the PWRC category, there's a 13.6 second gap between Gabriello Pozzo and Nasser Alitalia. Aki Taskanen is in third and Baldacci in fourth. There's 39 seconds between those two. So into leg number two, 84 miles of stages. This is going to be the toughest day of the event. A lot of the drivers for sure wouldn't have slept that well last night. They've all done the recce. They've all had two passes over each stage and they're all worried that this afternoon's stages are going to be extremely abrasive. Loeb knows he needs to do something special to try and close the gap to Marcus. And after a big tyre gamble, he decides to go on the narrower tyre, the older version of the BF Goodrich, where Marcus has gone on a H2 tyre with a cut. He's hoping that the cut's going to sweep that last bit of gravel out of the road. Both him and, and Loeb are running at the back of the field. They're 15th and 14th possessively on the road, and that should give them an equal battle. On the seven-mile first stage this morning, stage number eight, Mandra, Marcus again is quicker, but only 2.4 seconds quicker than Loeb. Petter was third quickest. He was 4.3 seconds down. Henny Solberg passes Manfred Stoll for sixth position, and unfortunately, UC Valimaki went off the road on that stage and lost over a minute and 20 seconds, dropping him out of the top 10. Stage number nine is the one that they started to worry about. It's 23 miles long. The tyres here are going to take a real pounding, 
and Loeb sets a quick time on those narrow tyres. He's 9.7 seconds quicker than Marcus. Petter's 16.9 seconds slower over that stage. His teammate was fourth quickest. And Mikko Hervinen in the other Ford was fifth. OMV Peugeot driver there, Henny Solberg, lost his brakes and lost quite a lot of time. So on the road section between stage 9 and 10, the crews will be swapping the tyres around, putting the best tyres possible on the front to try and get that last extra grip before the midday service. So stage number 10 is going to be an important one for Marcus. He needs to stop the rot. Grunome taking there one second out of Loeb. One second, that's all it was. Chris Atkinson managed third quickest. He was eight seconds slower than Marcus. And his teammate Petter Solberg was fourth quickest, 19.4 seconds down. He went off the road there at the end of the stage. But Kalimaki was less fortunate. He went off the road also, but he's damaged the gearbox. In the PWRC, it's the same story as yesterday, actually. But Gabriele Pozzo is just in front of NASA. Toshio Rai yesterday had a bit of a fraught day. He had problems all day. First of all, breaking a gear stick in half, having to strap a spanner to it. Then he broke a steering arm on stage number six. That dropped him down to 42nd overall. But today, he's been setting some quick times. He was actually quickest PWRC run on that last stage before service. A few of the drivers that we've not mentioned, Matthew Wilson, he was 17th quickest on stage 10. He's just trying to survive the event, as well as uh, Harry Rovenpera and his teammate Agra. The third, Skoda of Jan Skopecki. I think they're all trying to see if anybody falls out in front of them, but there's been no attrition as yet. And you see Valamaki after his problems this morning, he's in 13th place overall. So this afternoon's gamble was whether you took one or two spares, and it was down to the drivers and the management to make that decision. Ford and Subaru played on the cautious side and both took two spares. But it's extra weight, probably 30 kilograms with the insert inside. Now this afternoon's stages mirrored this morning's. The first stage meant you need really need to save your tyres for the long one. Armageddon they're renaming that stage because a lot of the front runners think there's going to be real big problems in stage number 12. So stage number 11, Mandra, first one of the three, and it's hydraulic problems with Duval. The Belgians forced to use a manual gear shift. Atkinson overshot a junction and dropped 10 seconds, but it was Marcus quickest again. He was 0.8 of a second quicker than Loeb, and Petter Solberg 3.1 seconds slower than him. But Daniel Soldo moving up the field there, he did a time of 8 minutes 50.3 to give him fourth quickest time on stage just in front of Mikko Hervenen. But the strange thing was after that first stage, a lot of the drivers suffering from severe front tyre wear, as much more than what you'd expect to see on that, that seven-mile stage. Before you go into that 23-miler, that's a big problem. So here we go, stage number 12, renamed Armageddon. Will it be Armageddon for the drivers? I don't think so. Sebastian Loeb, quickest on that stage, 4.9 seconds he took out of Marcus. Petter Solberg was third. He was 21.5 seconds slower than Loeb. And Daniel Sordo managed fourth quickest. Mikko Hervin and fifth, and Manfred Stoll. So the only reportable problems at that stage, Petter Solberg actually broke his shift control, which changes up and down on gear. The carbon fibre police broke halfway through the stage. He, he struggled to change gear. And uh, Duval continued his problems, but this time his, his Fabia stopped with hydraulic problems. And the same for Jans Kaspecki. He was stopped with a left-hand rear suspension problem, and we don't think he's continued. So a big sigh of relief for the drivers after stage number 12. They make it to stage number 13. Will it be unlucky for some? Well, unfortunately, before the stage start, Petter Solberg was winding his way through the narrow country roads to try and get to the start of that stage. He met a Peugeot coming the other way on a blind corner, and the Peugeot was on the wrong side of the road. 
Uh, Petter being as himself, he decided not to have a head-on with that car. He put the car off the road, hit a sidewall and damaged the Subaru. It was too badly damaged to continue. What a season the Norwegian driver's having. The only option now open to him is to open, is to re-enter into Super Rally rules and try and move up the field and take some championship points. But it's a pretty poor consolation. So into stage number 13, Marcus Grenon takes a stage win, but where's Sebastian Loeb? Well, he's dropped right back. We can see on the split times that he's having problems as he goes through the stage. Right from the start, he had a puncher less than a mile into the actual stage, and that causes big problems. If the anti-inflation device, the ATS insert, hasn't got enough heat into it, then it won't work properly. Sebastian having a puncher less than a mile into the stage means there's no temperature there, and that was a problem. The tyre disintegrated, and it caused the Frenchman to drop a lot of time. At the end of the stage, he was 1 minute 22 seconds slower than Marcus Grunholm. So Grunholm quickest, but second fastest on that stage was Henning Solberg. He was 2.2 seconds slower than Marcus, and Mikko Hervenen was 6.4 seconds slower. Now you think the load problems had ended there, but no. On the road section back, which is 40 miles long into Athens, he had all kinds of dramas. The car was crapping severely down the road, and the pressure put on the right rear tyre actually made the tyre explode. As I went along the actual road section, the left rear suspension coming completely out of the upright and the strut mounts. Loeb was extremely lucky he wasn't stopped by the police. Most countries would have stopped that car and not let it go continue. As he came into the actual regroup area before the service, there was no, nothing at all left in the left rear corner and sparks going everywhere. He was very lucky to make it back. It's going to be a very big job for the Citroen mechanics to try and fix that in 45 minutes, but they do. And Sebastian leaves the actual service park with a minute to spare. And problems also for the OMV team. After Henny Solberg had a brake problem this morning, his teammate Manfred Stoll suffered all kinds of problems. 307 was suffering from severe overheating, which made the actual ECU go into safe mode. This sends the temperatures even higher, sufficient enough for the paint on the inside of the car to catch fire. So, after the second leg, Marcus Grenam has a commanding lead. Just had to cruise now, hopefully through the third and final day. He has 1 minute 47 seconds on Sebastian Loeb. Almost enough time to stop and change a puncher. Mika Hervenen, again, solid performance, third position overall. He's almost three minutes down on his teammate. Danny Sordes moved up. He's fourth overall. He's three minutes 57 down on Marcus. Manfred Stoll's fifth. Manfred's teammate Henning is in sixth. And Tony Gardemeister sat there. Quite consistent drive. Four minutes 15 down. In the PWRC category, Gabriella Pozzo has lost time this afternoon. He's dropped behind now. Nasser Italia is in the commanding lead from Asker Taskanainen. He's one minute two seconds down. Baldacci is in third. So into the third and final leg and to be honest with you I can't see any of the top podium positions changing I'm sure that Sebastian Lowe will be happy to take the points in second place he's been lucky to survive yesterday Mika Hervner is not going to try and attack his teammate so I think that they're set at the front So stage number 14 this one's a 14.85 mile test. Petter Solberg, who retired yesterday, sets the quickest time. He's 3.2 seconds quicker than Marcus Grunholm. Uh, Finland's Tony Gardemeister was third quickest and Sebastian Loeb fourth. Manfred Stoll will be happy to forget this rally. He rolls out on that first stage. And Danny Sordo loses over a minute with an overheating engine. 
So into stage 15, we have another service hall after this, but Petra again attacks. He's nine seconds quicker than Marcus. Francois Duval moved up. He's actually third quickest on that stage from Tony Gardermeister and Danny Sordo fifth. Kaliamaki stopped on that stage with broken steering and Henning Solberg stalled on a hairpin. But the important thing is now that Loeb is now two minutes down on Marcus Grunholm with only three stages to go and Mikko Hervon and three minutes 26 down. But the surprise this morning is Tony Gardermeister moving up from seventh to fourth overall. Not a bad run there. <laughs> So stage number 16, Solberg again, blistering times, three quickest times in a row now, but surprise is that Francois Duval was second quickest, 6.5 seconds slower. Finland's Tony Gardermeister, third quickest. Marcus now just settling back, sat there, he was 12 seconds slower than Petter Solberg. British, British driver Matthew Wilson was forced to change his steering arm before that stage. Wilson feeling ill the whole event, not been a good event for him, he's just sat just inside the top 10. So at the front of the field with the last proper stage to go, the leaders have really backed off now. Grunholm only third quickest there and Loeb sixth quickest. And Petter Solberg fastest on the stage from Danny Sordo. He's 6.5 seconds slower than Petter there. In the PWRC, it's a big seesaw event. Leads chopped around a lot of the times. And I think big surprise there to Nash himself. He's taken the lead in the actual production world championship. He's got 11 second lead with only the super special to go. So stage number 18, the last one of the event, super special stage at the Olympic Stadium, 10,000 spectators there. The only real fight is between Danny Sordo and Henning Solberg, and Henning gives himself a scare at the start of that stage. He stalls, but stills maintains a 0.8 second lead over him to take uh, fifth place overall. So Marcus wins the event in style, taking that super special stage from Danny Sordo by two seconds. Sebastian Lowe was third quickest, and Xavier Payne's fourth. So another win to Marcus Grunholm, four for the season and a really good time to take that victory just before the summer break. But it's still going to be a tall order to catch Sebastian overall in the championship. So the results from this year's event. First, Marcus Grunholm, he was 2 minutes 26.8 seconds in front of Sebastian Loeb. Ford teammate Mikko Hervenen was in third place. A great drive from Tony Gardermeister on his return to gravel after eight months. He was fourth, four minutes 20 down on Marcus. Henny Solberg, as we said before, took Danny Soldo for the fifth position. Soldo was in sixth. Petter Solberg lost that last stage, had a five-minute penalty. With super early rules, he came back in and took seventh position. Xavier Pons was eighth. In ninth, Valamaki in the, in the private world rally car, Mitsubishi, and Britain's Matthew Wilson wrapped up the top ten. In the PWRC, it was Nasser, as we said before, who took Pozzo. He took the win by 12 seconds. So looking at the championships now, in the Drivers' Championship, Sebastian Loeb has 74 points. Marcus Grunholm is on 45. Danny Sordo has moved up to third position. He's got 33. Mikko Hervenen, 21. Petter Solberg, fifth in the Drivers' Championship. 20 points, exactly the same. The sixth position, Manfred Stoll. Gigi Galli has 11. And Tony Gardermeister also on 11 in eighth position. The manufacturer's table looks like this. Kronos Citroen are on 96 points. Uh, Ford are on 81. Subaru 63. OMV Persia are on 41. Starbard Ford are on 17. And the Red Bull Skoda team, who did nothing here at all, on 14 points. So overall, a very good win for the Ford team. If you look at the statistics from the event, stage win-wise, Grunholm had 11 special stage wins. Petter Solberg, 
managed four. They all came on the last day. But, but Sebastian Loeb only managed three stage wins. That's a big change from what we've seen in the first part of this season. The fourth round of the Marley America Championship took place last weekend, the STPR Rally. Championship organisers are given the option of two places to go to qualify for the X Games, and it was Lachlan O'Sullivan and Andrew Pinker who took those places after a fiercely competitive event. We won the best entries for a long time, fireworks were shield to fly, everybody suggesting there was going to be carnage in the woods. It really was a who's who. Seamus Burke, Lawless, ACP, the Sprongles, along with championship regulars Pastrana, Block, Iorio and Dado. Winner of the 100 acre rallies, Ken Block, suffered big problems on the first stage. He drove on top of a straw bale and it took 40 seconds to get the car off it, ruined his rally straight away. On stage two and three, he set a blistering pace, quicker than everybody. So at the first service point, it was Travis Pastrana leaving from Iorial. But Matt managed to move in front during the afternoon and consolidated his lead into the evening stages to take the victory. And some of the top runners had big problems on one of the last stages, stage number nine. Two of the leading contenders going off the road on the evening stages, Seamus Burke and the Sproggle Brothers. The Sproggle Brothers particularly lucky to get away as co-driver had to be cut from the car. So the event went to Matt Iorio, the fourth different driver to take a championship round this season. Second place went to Travis Pastrana and Christian Ekstrom, and Lachlan O'Sullivan rounded up a top three. Lachlan's aim here was to qualify the X Games, he did that with a very good drive indeed, Andrew Pinker taking the second X Games place in fourth position overall. So in the championship standings, Travis Pastrana has joint 52 points with Andrew Pinker, and Ken Block is in third position with 49 the next round of the Rally America Championship is the main forest rally on July the 21st and 22nd. We'll bring you a roundup of that report the following weekend. So we have a couple of news features to end this week's episode on. British driver David Higgins has been hit with a massive fine from the FIA for not contending the last round of the PWRC Championship. David missed the Acropolis Rally and the FIA have imposed a £20,000 fine. He won't be permitted to compete in any rallies until this fine has been paid. The FIA rules state that once a driver is registered for the six rounds, he must enter every rally or be fined. David's drive on the China Championship is now in jeopardy as well. Gigi Galli was missing from last weekend's Acropolis Rally. His deal with Pirelli had ended on Sardinia and now he's looking to run a private Subaru for the last three rounds of the championship. He's hoping to do a deal with Amont Racing. After successful running the Acropolis Rally last weekend, it now looks like event organisers may move the rally base back to Lamia. Unfortunately, the Champions League football final clashes with next year's date. It still may be possible to run a super special stage, but it's not possible for the teams to occupy the car park for a duration of, of a week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to contact us, please email podcast at rallyguides.com or visit our website www.rallyguides.com.